0: Welcome to this episode of Kingdom Over Cosmos, where Bren Chamnus and Jen Weir promote Christian values over world culture to advance a biblical framework for life. Let's join your hosts, Bren and Jen. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Bren.
0: And I'm Jen.
1: And today we are continuing our series on Understanding Vulnerabilities of Spiritual Attack, In our first podcast, we talked about three different areas, Um, just introducing that topic to you of unlocked doors, open doors, and then engraved invitations. So we are currently on the open doors part of our series, and today we are going to talk about what exactly do we mean by open doors? So we hope to give you a a good, um, just a quick overview of that, and just to spark your consciousness of where you might have some of these things and our encouragement is that you go to the father and you ask him do i have any open doors right right because no one can tell you really all of your open doors but he sees them and it's his delight and his joy to help you close those
0: that's right yes Yes, and we would love to help you and ourselves too. As we talk about this, please know we're looking at each other and going, "Whoa, well, do I have any open doors? <laughs> we love helping the body of Christ really dive in and say, do I have anything that makes me vulnerable to the enemy's schemes? You know, the word of God says that we need to be aware of his devices and his schemes and his methods. And this is just one of the ways that, that Bren and I have thought of is where where does he already have a hook in us that we're unaware of?
1: Yes. And that is a little bit different perspective than you may have heard before. Sometimes when you hear the word open doors, um, it's almost with this ac- accusation like, mm. oh, you have an open door, right? right. And so kind of, well, I don't have an open door. But our perspective is not um, bringing you an accusation and saying, oh, you have these open doors and you need to get them closed because we don't believe that's the father's view. We yeah. believe the father's view is just like a father would with his son or daughter. He would be saying, hey, you have a vulnerability here that the enemy can exploit. And I don't want to see you taken down, taken yeah. out or hurt by this. That's right. And so that's that's the perspective we want to bring to you today is just, um, you know, no, no uh, uh, accusations, that's no right. shade thrown. <laughs> Um, Just to just to say, hey, we all have these things and we want to help you just pinpoint those so that you can secure um, any place that the enemy has a foothold. Right. And, you know,
0: when we come to faith, we have it's a war. I mean, we understand we're in a spiritual battle. And if you think about wartime, they secure perimeters. And even in times of peace, they secure the perimeters. They lock things down. We are wise to do the same thing in our own life. We live different. We act different. We talk different. That's part of it. Securing our perimeters.
1: Yes. And you know, the Old Testament does talk about broken down walls. And that's really right. what that's indicating is you you have a hole in your wall. You have might be a big one, might be a small one, might be a place where the enemy can crawl under the fence. But yeah. hey, let's lock those places down. So that's right. Yep. Um, you know, we, we have several things that we're going to talk about today, and, and I'm just gonna kind of dive into a few of those, and then we'll get really to the meat of what Jen and I feel like is the most common open door in our times. So one of the things can be um an open door can be keeping or hanging on to mementos of the past that are times where you were far from God. Um, you know, mementos that remind you of a time where you were really walking in darkness, but there's something about that that you just want to hang on to and keep. And and I'm just going to give a quick example in my own life. I had a, a trauma when I was in my early 20s where I couldn't have children any longer. I had a, a physical issue and um, it was hard. I mean, I was in the military and we were overseas and I will tell you that, so, pardon this, but everybody was breeding like rabbits. I mean, <laughs> there were... <laughs> It's like, there's nothing yeah, to do. Huh? We don't know anybody. I don't know what happened, but I got invited to so many baby showers right. and it was like poking me in the eye with a hot poker every time. So um, now I'm thankful for that because it forced me to address the issue. But what I'm saying is during that time, I had written this poem about you know not feeling like i was fulfilling my purpose as a woman, as God created me, as he intended for me to be, because I did know him, but I went in this really dark place. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's a there's a little bit of skill and maybe a little bit even of um, anointing for some things. And what I'd written was really good in a bad way. It was It was really dark. It was really emotional. I mean, I could read it to people and they would cry. Mm-hmm. And so there was something yeah. about that that just it there was nothing wrong with me writing it. Let me say this out loud. But I had held on to it. And when I was in pain or hurting, I would kind of go back to that and reread it. And it would be like pulling the scab off of a wound. And it was kind of like putting a a doorstop in the doorway, right? right. Leaving that opening for the enemy to come in and pick at that. And so the Lord just said, you know, you need to delete that forever. Sure, That's over. I've healed you. Stop going back to the, the, the grave, right? Stop going back to that dead thing because that's over. That's past and you're not there anymore. And so that's one way that uh, we can have an open door is just those little things that remind us of a time of great pain or a time of great hurt or even a time of great sin. Right. Um, Really, you fun. know, sin can be fun. Let's be real. Listen, people keep yeah. letters from old lovers. They keep sure. jewelry that somebody gave them, and now they're married to somebody else. And they, yeah. they, I'm serious. This stuff happens, and so and I'm just, like, really? Yes. <laughs> just saying. no judgment. So,
0: I'm just, okay. yeah, like
1: okay. we weren't gonna judge you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, right? Do you? But. But um, that's that's one of the things. So old hurts, old wounds, even themselves that um, are present. And we're going to talk more about that. Uh, Open doors can be generational. They can be um, we talked about that in our previous podcast, that they can be things that are alignments, agreements, um, covenants, contracts with organizations that are ungodly, uh, that have a different, um, you know, agenda. And are really anti-Christ. And so if they're just inner generations, that's more the unlocked door. But if you decide to go into that and engage with that organization, now that becomes an open door because you have opened the door yourself now. Right. So then you then you have kind of like said, hey, I, I'm not saying that you're gonna have anything bad or whatever, but your doors open. Right. Yeah. Um, and then and then the last one I want to talk about before I turn it over to Jen because she's really gonna dive into this, the meat of this, um, is that sometimes open doors can be forgotten issues. You know, as good Christians, we kind of step over our pain sometimes and we decide I'm over that, I'm done, I'm okay. You know, but it's like leaving your back door cracked open and the enemy will try to find an opportune time. To come at you. And I promise you it is not going to be when you feel like you're your strongest. It's going to be when you're sick. It's going to be when you're hurt. It's going to be when you're scared. It's going to be some time or some place where you do not feel like you're walking in the most, you know, powerful strength you have as a Christian or even as a person. Right. Right. And the enemy's gonna he listen, he's got good notes. He's not omniscient, he's not omnipresent, but he's a good note taker and he has a lot of spies. Hmm. Right. That's, that's and a good point. so so he's he's watching, he's waiting for that opportune time for us. And so I'm just saying you might have some back doors yeah. that are that are cracked open. And this is where you just go before the Lord and say, is there anything in me that the enemy can exploit? Is there anything in me that he can take hold of? Because we all do want to be like Jesus, where we can say the God of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, nothing to grab hold of, nothing to pick at. Right. We're not there yet. So Jen, I want you now to, to lead us into, if you don't mind, because you have lots of experience in this. You've taught on this. You've spoken on this about the emotion part.
0: Yeah. And just so just before I even start sharing is I have lived it. Mm. I've lived those open doors um, of hurts and old traumas and old wounds that the enemy can pick it, you know, to Brenda's example of the the poem, right? I had those in my own life, not necessarily a poem or anything like that, but just in my soul that Mm -hmm. I, as a believer, well, I've forgiven that person, I say it with my mouth, I forgive him, no bitterness, but that's all Mm -hmm. in my head. And I believe in the people that I've coached and talked to and, and and taught on this, what happens is we say it with our mouth, but again, it's so far from our hearts, right? We're given lip service to the word of God, but we really have to examine our heart before the Lord. So if you have grown up with any kind of traumatic event and you and I don't get to qualify, what is trauma, right, Bren? I mean, right. our body feels it. Um, our soul experience it. You and I could have totally different experiences. I might think that's no biggie. And you're going, this is really horrible. Vice versa, right? You might say, you know, and so I I try to tell people don't qualify what's trauma. If you're feeling like it was hard, it was hard for you, period. Mm -hmm. And this really goes for children too. For those of you who are raising children, you have grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever. If they're having a rough time, they're having a rough time. Really acknowledge it. Don't raise a generation that thinks that they should shove any kind of negative emotions under the rug because it's icky, it's hard. And after all, we're believers. We don't talk about that kind of thing. And Could you know be how we the do that? Of truth. How's that?
1: We do that with, well, in my day, we would have sucked it up. Just, mm. just you know. Yeah. And, and there is a balance. And I know you would, would say this. Yeah. There's a balance in allowing your emotions to dictate your choices. Sure, and and to fall into that trap, the other trap of where your emotions lead you everywhere, and being led by them versus acknowledging and teaching your children how to process and move past. That's right.
0: Yes, in my family, this is just my family. Please hear me. I don't give out band aids for every nick and boo boo there ever was. I'm like, really, you can rub some dirt on that. However, I acknowledge. <laughs> I I acknowledge the hurt of it. And it's like, okay, I understand that it was hard. It was painful. Whatever. And we we discuss it, we talk about like level of how much band-aid do we need, right? I mean, that's just sort of a silly example, but you get the idea. And I believe we grew up in a generation we did, um, uh, you know, many of you guys listening probably did where you weren't allowed to talk about it or it wasn't holy to talk about. And again, you go back to the word of God, forgive. You know, we think it says move on, but it doesn't. You know, all you have to do is flip a few pages back to the new excuse me. Pardon me, the Old Testament. And see David just pitching a fit and oh my God, everybody's left me and nobody is here to help me. And they're all against me, God. And just really violent. You know, emotions. He's emoting some really intense things. And then another minute later, he's up, like, but I praise you, God, and everything is wonderful. You know, so it's this <laughs> roller coaster, just, but you think it's getting it out. And when you don't, the danger of not expressing it, not going before the Lord and saying, you know what, I'm still so angry at that person. I'm still so hurt by that situation that happened. Uh, to quote Brenda Chamness, God is not going to fall off the throne backwards by you saying that. As a matter of fact, he's going to say, probably, finally, now we can work with this. But when we pretend we don't have anything wrong with this, when we pretend everything is fine, and hear me, if you're saying it with your mouth, I forgive, but in your heart, you're still so ticked off. You're pretending. That is an open door and the enemy is waiting for an opportune time. And I can tell you story after story in my own life where I'm ticking along and then something comes across my desk. You know, you get an email, a text, a phone call, an event that happens. And it's like, all everything breaks loose. And it's not because your response doesn't match the situation. It's just, you had this mountain of pain and hurt or wounds or whatever it is that just that last little thing was the igniter to the fuse that now everything was going to come apart. And the difficult part, oh, go ahead.
1: No, 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 go ahead.
0: I was going to say the difficult part about that is it's hard to come back and you may make choices that weren't in line with God's will for your life, that weren't in line with the path that he had you on, that um, take a long time to come back from
1: i just want to say that you know i think we're um more familiar with the idea of that out of uh out of control response mm-hmm. right so we can go yes. oh because you know everybody's quote triggered these days oh. um but yeah. where everything <clears throat> seems like an out of um you know really out of an example of response like this shouldn't be this big of a response for this thing that happened and we're, ex- right. and we're familiar with that but there's also another response that can happen which i think is a lot more common and a lot more hidden and that is you don't go off you implode
0: mm, yes and,
1: and everything falls apart instead of exploding and that's right. just as much of an indicator of these unhealed emotions right. and things going on that's the exploding part. So don't think right. if you don't explode that this doesn't apply to you.
0: Right. Well, and that's a good point. So the imploding part, and I think about this the most with people who, well, let me, when you're thinking about the enemy waiting for an opportune time, if you implode, if you're someone who I'm fine, I forgive, and you just keep it in, keep it in, and you don't necessarily get it out, work with the Lord on your emotional health. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people fall to illness, literal, physical illness, not just mental illness, but, um, you know, we have that saying, you're, you know, you're worried sick. Uh, Um, you know, I'm now I'm drawing a blank on some of the other, the, the emotions tied to physical illness. Right. But, you know, any, a lot of cancer patients will tell you that they had anger, stuffed anger, and they were angry people and, but they hit it really well. And so, you know, people who have heart conditions tend to be really stressed out. So making sure that your emotions are healed or, and, or healing so that your body doesn't manifest some sort of disease ease from that. I mean, and that is the biggest opportune moment that the enemy uses in our day. It is, you know,
1: it is, it's, it's, you're exactly right. It's, it's. If we allow our emotions to go unchecked and we don't pay attention and we don't bring them to be healed, then our body begins to try to to speak to us. Yeah. Excuse me. And then um, the enemy can come in Mm -hmm. and begin to use that hidden emotion to cause more dysfunction and more dis-ease in our body. Absolutely. And honestly,
0: I'm going to tell you, Brenda, we could be talking about this for five to 10 more podcasts, but we wanted to give you guys just a, an open door to open doors of emotional healing. Cause this is the biggest open door that I believe a lot of believers have just really people in general. And this is the time to start dealing with it. And when we say deal with it, you know, again, it's not just, well, I'm just going to, I'm just not going to be angry. I'm not going to be sad. You know, I am uh, a woman that's grieving the loss of my husband after two years. And there are days where I get sad. So I let myself be sad. Exactly. But because I take it to the Lord and say, you know what, Father, today I'm having a sad day. This was hard. I know he feels sad for me too. And we, we talk about it. I pray about it. I cry. I use essential oils. I listen to frequency tones, whatever my modality is to help me release it and then continue to heal that process. Then I can move on and have a better day the next day or the next week. It's not necessarily a 24 hour thing. But in our time, in our world, as we talk about kingdom over cosmos, we have to understand that it's only going to get harder. Do you know, I started teaching about emotions, mm, let me say 2015, 2016. And at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, I had been really pushing that, guys, come on, let's let's talk about our emotions. Let's deal with that. Let's start to heal. And then I started watching the world go a little squirrely. And then I started reading social media content and I thought, oh my Lord, this is not going to go well. As you start to see people unravel and now um, there's a lot of fear.
1: And And a lot of anger
0: and a lot of anger, a lot of anger. There's a lot of anger within the church. And that is something brothers and sisters. We can't have that.
1: The word of God says that the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. We cannot um, defeat the enemy with our anger. Right. Right. Right, and this is why you know our our perspective is you have to have this kingdom perspective mm-hmm. over this cosmos or the worldly perspective because the world will tell you just just express all your emotions, blow up on anybody, it's fine. There's excuses made right, right. for terrible behavior by Christian and non Christian alike. Yeah, and the enemy is over there fanning the flames. You know, just fanning the flames of division and anger and pain and despair and hopelessness and even suicide. And, you know, we cannot continue to let our emotions be this open door to the enemy's assault on us. We have got Mm -hmm. to get healed.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brent, like I said, we could go on and talk about this. This is such a, it's a great topic. It's a hot topic, but I also don't want to go super long. So I think with that, we should say thank you everyone for joining us. And if you need help with emotional healing, please do not hesitate to find us on our website, email us, carrier pigeon, however you can get a hold <laughs> of us. Cause we would love to have a one-on-one conversation with you about emotional health and wellness um, closing that door locking it down
1: keeping the enemy at bay absolutely absolutely and we will pick this topic back up in our next podcast yes so for now i just want to say bless you may the lord bless you and keep you and and may he bring you to a place of the fullness of all that jesus died to give you amen So i'm bren amen. and i just saying
0: goodbye for now if you'd like to know more about Bren and Jen or Kairos Life Institute, go to kairoslife.org. That's kairoslif dot O-R-G. You've been listening to Kingdom Over Cosmos.